2023 has been full of ups and downs for me as a content creator and as a business owner. It has been a year of growth and my business has changed so much and evolved. I've truly found more balance by doing less as a creator and getting personal on my pages, really making time for things that I love. I've cultivated a crazy, incredible community and social suite where I've been able to connect with other creators and help them reach their goals. We hit two years of doing social scoop podcasts. Seriously, so much has happened this year. And I'm so grateful for what has brought me as a creator and a business owner. Today, we're going to talk about exactly what this year has looked like and reflect on the things that I've done that I love that I'm going to keep doing things that I shouldn't have done, but actually did and how I'm going to be moving forward in my business in 2024. I'm Kristen Busquets. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is a podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, I'm reflecting on 2023 and what I've done this year as a content creator and business owner. Let's get right into it. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 122 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen and oh my gosh, it is it's like the end of the freaking year. I don't know how we ended up here. Last time I checked, it was like May and here we are and it is almost January. I literally don't know where the time has gone, but this year I feel like has been actually such a great growth, personal growth year for me. And I was writing all of my notes for this episode and I was like, man, so much happened this year, even though it doesn't feel like a lot did. So I'm excited to go through this with you and, and talk a little bit about what I learned this year that maybe will be helpful for you going into the new year. I do also want to point out that today will be our last episode of 2023. Your girl is taking some time to chill. I'm going to read books. I want to play with my dogs. I'm going to literally sit on my couch for the next two to three weeks and be very, very chill. Okay. That is the holiday vibe. So you will see us back second week of January with a new episode, 2024. We're ready for you, but this will be the last episode of 2023. Now in other news, topic tags are now available for all users on threads. And yes, I am still giving you the tea on threads because I just don't personally think that it's over with yet. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later in this episode, but I do think that we still need to pay attention here, guys. Okay. These topics tags are different from hashtags because you can only add one tag per post and you have to manually add the tag within your like composer where you're, you're actually writing and the topic tags can be multiple words with spaces. And this is going to help you index your content, help people find your content. And like I said, I don't think threads is dead. Like I think we should still be wanting people to find us on this app. I think especially because you think it's dead because that means less people are posting on it, which means you have a more high shot that people are actually going to see your content. And that's a great thing, right? Also, TikTok shared five keys to successful TikTok creator ads. They basically opened up this by saying that creators make better ads, okay? So they suggested that brand partners do partner more with creators when creating ads instead of just doing them themselves. We trust creators. We don't always trust the brand because it feels not like a person. So this makes a lot of sense. Now, the five tips that they included 
included were grabbing attention from the start, fostering a personal connection, showing the product in action, using high impact creative elements, and closing with a clear call to action. And I wanted to include this because I actually think this is the most beautiful, perfect checklist when you are creating a sponsored post for a brand or you know even just UGC content for a brand, whatever it might be. That is a beautiful checklist for you to have by you as you're actually editing and creating your video. We're going to talk about this more. And so I, again, wanted to bring this up to you in the news just to kind of prove to you how important it is. Instagram released a 2024 trend talk that shares what younger audiences want to see. It's so weird that I'm not in the younger audiences anymore. Like, did anyone hit 25 and feel like, oh, I'm still super young and and all of a sudden you're not anymore? (laughs) That's where I'm at. I'm also in a couple weeks. My birthday's on Christmas, first of all. It's not as cool as it sounds. I'm going to be 30 this year, okay? And so I am officially definitely not in the younger crowd category, which is so sad. Anyway, meaningful connections was the top priority for Gen Z. Okay. Think about that. Think about how important that is. They didn't say anything about cool content. They didn't say anything about like shopping. They said they want meaningful connections. So when you're going to sit down and create a piece of content, keep that in the back of your mind. I think that should be priority number one. Could this content connect with someone? Does it feel authentic enough where like I'm actually going to be connecting with someone? So I think this is like a great, great, great thing to go into 2024 with. How can I create meaningful connections on any of the social media platforms in all of my content? And the last piece of news here that I had to share because it's scary and I I don't like it, but I want, want to hear what you guys have to say about it, okay? Virtual influencers are on the rise and brands are paying them. What? Confused. How? What? AI characters are being made and gaining a following on social media, opening them up to brand deals. Obviously, they're not perfect. It is the start of this, but it's continuing to grow, which could affect real influencers, which is weird and scary, and I don't like it. But let's just back it up for a second and talk about the fact that Gen Z wants meaningful connections. And I don't care what you say. I don't care how good the AI is. You're just not going to have the same experience DMing with an AI character, influencer, whatever on Instagram as you are a real human person. Change my mind. Or maybe don't actually, because then we're getting into like weird territory where it actually feels really real and I don't like that. Okay. So don't change my mind. It's fine. The year is coming to a close. We're about to start a brand new one. So let's dive into the things that I really reflected on from this year that I think would be so beneficial for you to keep in the back of your mind going into the new year as a content creator. Let's go. Oh, so much happened this year, but I think one of the most important things that I did in 2023, this is a tie between the first and the second thing, was focusing more on building my personal brand. And let me also just say, I've had so many calls recently with content creators who are wanting to do this. So many calls with creators who are like, look, I'm getting brand deals, whether it's consistently, not consistently, whatever. Like I I get the point, right? With the brand deals, but I want to do more. I want to be a brand. I want to be a full on business. I want to create products. I want to teach people like I want to be known for more than just like working with brands as a creator. And I love this mentality because if we do end up having AI creators, at least we have other things to fall back on. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Hopefully. But I do think that this is a really great opportunity for you in 2024 to think about how can I build my personal brand? And this for me actually happened when I made a really scary shift in the beginning of this year that I had actually avoided making for like two years previous to that. 
I just said screw it and did it. And I, I'm so happy that it worked out well and that I did take a chance to actually make this change. So when I was getting started, obviously I was doing a lot of brand partnerships. Things were going great. I was making a full-time income with my partnerships. But as I started to kind of like change what I wanted out of being an influencer, and for me, that was more about like teaching and helping people than it was like selling. And I don't think there's anything wrong with selling. I just think I didn't really love doing it per se. Um, so what I did was I actually made the shift from, I'm going to not be like a lifestyle creator anymore. And I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to call myself a coach, not a creator. And so I made this big shift in my personal brand, which was really scary. Cause my first thought was if I'm not considering myself a creator anymore, does that mean that brands are not going to work with me? And that was my biggest fear because all of my income was coming from brand partnerships. And so if they were not going to want to work with me anymore, I was like, am I going to be able to pay my bills? right? That's really scary to make a big change like that. So what I actually found was that as I continued to build my personal brand, I actually had more brands, higher quality brands sending me offers for partnerships because I was targeting a specific audience as an entire brand. Like I'm not just a creator who's like sometimes talking about beauty, sometimes talking about my dogs, sometimes talking about my business. No, like I am a creator monetization coach. My brand is very clear. So if a brand like say Thinkific, who's a company that I worked with this year, Thinkific comes to me and knows that my audience is exactly who they're looking for. So they're more inclined to spend larger chunks of money than if you know I'm talking about one thing one day and something else the other. And so really nailing down what is it that I'm doing here? Who am I? What is my personal brand? I think was one of the biggest things that I did in 2023. And making that shift to I am a business. I'm not just a con another content creator. Like this is a, a very large point of differentiation for me and other creators. This is my unique value proposition. This is what makes me different. So I was able to almost control more types of my income because I wasn't solely relying on brand partnerships. And you guys who are know how scary and how difficult it is to solely rely on brand partnerships because every month is such a hustle. So creating a personal brand allowed me to create multiple streams of income. And this way I have so much more stability. This year, I'm so lucky to say, like I did not worry about money once. So I was like, even if it is a low brand partnership month, I'm fine. Like I have my membership, I'm making sales, I'm creating you know, one-on-one calls, I'm walking dogs. Like I've got other things going for me. And that sense of stability, I think is something that not a lot of creators get to experience because they are solely relying on brand partnerships. So think about in 2024, how can I do something that is going to give me more stability and build my personal brand? Second most important thing that I did, and don't laugh because I'm actually serious here, was talking more about my dogs. (laughs) And like, this is important for a lot of different reasons, not just because my dogs are super, super freaking cute um, and they have great stories. But I did this because I wanted to make content more fun for me. Like I wanted to be able to like not feel so stuck in a box. I wanted to be able to talk about other things that I'm super, super passionate about in my life, which is, you know, animal rescue. You guys already know this about me. And so I did that so I could kind of like scratch the itch that I had to talk about something that wasn't just like social media, 
But what ended up actually happening from this was I opened up an entirely new realm of opportunity. Now I not only do brand partnerships with companies like Thinkific, like I was just saying, but I also do, you know, partnerships with with dog brands. I my biggest partnership money-wise was this year with a pet brand. Not uh, not a creator brand, not a social media brand. The most money I made from one brand this year was from a pet brand. So if I had not opened myself to posting about things that were a little bit outside the box for me, that wouldn't have happened. So I want you to think about that. Like I know niches are scary and we know we need to somewhat have a, a niche because we want to hit that personal branding piece, but also keep in mind, like you still need to humanize yourself, right? Like you're a person, you have other interests other than what it is that you're talking about on your social media. My kind of rule here is almost like an 80-20 rule. So like 80% of the content that you guys see from me, at least in my feed, is going to be about my business, about social media, about being a creator. The other 20% is very likely about my dogs. And even in my social media content, like it might be a video of me with my dogs where I'm talking about social media. So I'm finding ways to incorporate more of my dogs in there because I love it, but also because it humanizes me. I actually this morning, I did a poll because I wanted to talk about it on this podcast. They already knew the answer. I did a poll on my stories and I said, what is the first thing you guys think of when you think of me? And the amount of you people who freaking answered and said dogs, I was like, I just freaking knew it. I knew it. What humanizes you? What are you not posting about that you know is a huge part of your life? Don't be afraid to even just 20% of the time incorporated in. The next big move that I made in 2023, and this is actually, I guess, some Something I kind of continued on from 2022 was I strictly, strictly use the anti-pitch method. If you're listening to this podcast and this is not your first time listening, I could guarantee that you've heard of the anti-pitch method before. However, if this is your first time listening, you're probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. Anti-pitch method in a nutshell is you connecting with brands without sending cold pitches. It is all about creating genuine connections, networking, using LinkedIn, not just sending your typical copy and paste cold pitch to 100 brands and, you know, being exhausted and so let down when basically none of them respond to you. The anti-pitch method is all about creating connections with the people who work at the brands and really trying to open them up to the possibility of working with you, mostly because now they know that you exist. Okay. So for me in 2023, about 65% of my partnerships were partnerships that I landed using the anti-pitch method where I initiated the connection mostly through LinkedIn. And I used the anti-pitch method to build a relationship with them and eventually landed a partnership, paid partnership from that. The other about 35% was inbound partnerships actually with a lot of brands that I had previously worked with in 2022 when I used the anti-pitch method to initiate kind of uh, my connection with them. So overall, almost all these partnerships came from the anti-pitch method. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, that sounds amazing. I don't want to send any more cold pitches. Just know that the first week of January, we're going to be opening up seats for a cohort of our brand B 
BFF course that previously was a self-guided course. In 2024, it will be a group course where you'll have live time with me and the rest of the creators in this cohort, as well as video lessons that you'll watch on your own time. So this brand BFF cohort of a course is going to really dive deep into what is your unique value proposition How are you going to sell that to brands? How are you going to make connections with brands to get long-term consistent partnerships? No more of this like one-off partnership here and there stuff. Long-term consistent partnerships is the name of the game with the anti-pitch method. If you send me a message and say brand BFF, I will send you the waitlist. You can get on the waitlist where you're going to get discounted pricing. It's only going out to my social suite members and people on this waitlist. So get in there. It's free to get on the waitlist. No commitment. Send me that DM and I will send you the link. With the anti-pitch method in 2023, the reason that I did it this way is because I don't have the time and energy and just general capacity to be sending out hundreds of cold pitches every single week. And you guys know that most of the time when you send cold pitches, it's very, very difficult to get a response. And even if you do get a response, most of the time it's like, oh, we're not working with creators right now. Sure, you can send us your media kit and then you uh, you never hear from them. Or it's like, oh, sorry, we just don't have a budget right now. Or we just finished casting our creators for this campaign. Like, how are you supposed to send an email to a brand that says, hey, I'm what you need if you don't know what they need? Make it make sense. You need to know what this brand needs. And the only way that you can do that is by connecting with them and asking them, right? And that's what the anti-pitch method is all about. That is strictly what I used in 2023. I did very, very well with partnerships this year financially. And I literally did not send one cold pitch. We're done with it. Uh, the next thing that I did this year uh, just like was so good. This was such a great decision. I was scared to make this decision. And I finally did it at the end of the year and game changer. I hired a marketing company. And the reason why this took me so long to make this decision, let me actually just say, I had a sales call with this marketing company that I'm working with in like the first quarter of the year. And I didn't end up pulling the trigger until October of this year. So it took me a really long time to sit on this. And I think one of the limiting beliefs that I had that made me wait so long to actually do this was I was like, I'm like one person. Like, I don't need a whole marketing company. That's so crazy. I'm just one person. Like, I don't even have like, you know, a full-time company, like a full-time squad on my side. And so I was really nervous about investing the money into hiring a marketing company because I was just like, this is crazy. Like, am I even this legit to need a marketing company? When I tell you that this is like one of the best decisions I made of 2023, I would do it over and over again. I'm not lying at all. So when I hired this marketing company, basically what they do is a 90 day plan. So I sat down with them and we talked about all of my struggles. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I'm currently doing. And this is like the annoyances that I'm having. And what we do is in a 90 day period where I'm actually written about two months, one month, two months into it, a little while into it. And we're still working together. But basically what we've been doing is reworking all of my offers and getting me set up for the new year so that all my stuff is just ready to go. One thing that I found that like I do very often is I'll create something. I'll be like, Ooh, I'm going to make a guide on this. I'll create it and I'll talk about it like five times. I'll be like, "Eh, didn't sell as much as I wanted to. And then I'll trash it and start something completely new. What I've been doing with this marketing company is really like solidifying. Okay. This is going to be what my offers look like in 2024. We're going to keep them this way. I'm going to focus on them, let them have time to flourish, do their 
their thing, you know, instead of just like spending my entire year reworking offers. That's crazy. That took me so much time in the last couple of years of just like starting things, trashing them, starting things, trashing them. So not only have we done that, we've also gone through all of my lead magnets and nurture sequences on my email to help me convert more of my lead magnet subscribers into actual customers. So I think that's been going really well. And they also gave me a lot of guidance on how to be a better seller. I know that this is like one of the scariest parts for a lot of people about, you know, selling a course or a digital product or becoming a teacher of any sorts. It's like, I still have to sell, sell something. And not only just something like you have to sell yourself, You have to be like, I'm so awesome that you should give me $1,000 to tell you how to do something. And that is so scary because sometimes we have days where we're like, why am I doing this? I suck at everything. I should just quit. (laughs) So how am I supposed to like sell someone on how awesome I am if sometimes I literally don't even feel it myself? And so they give me a lot of guidance on like how to do this and how to feel more comfortable with it. One thing I also really love about hiring this marketing company is that it added a new perspective into my business that I needed because I am so close to my genius, right? Like I am always 100% full body into my company that I very rarely, if not basically never, get the opportunity to step completely back, look at it from like an airplane view and see what needs to be done. So it was really great to have a new perspective come into my business and be like, this is great, but you're doing all this kind of wrong. And like, maybe you should do it this way. And so I've been able to make so many changes that are just going to make my life easier and ideally make me more income because I'm just doing them in a way that's more effective. And I wouldn't have known any of this because a lot of the times it's so hard for me to like find extra time in my schedule to go learn a completely giant different category of skill because I'm so busy just trying to run my stuff every day. So I really loved the idea of just outsourcing this, bringing someone in who's an expert, tell me everything I need to do and I'll do it. And that's it. So great decision this year. If you're thinking about it, just do it. And if you need a recommendation, I will send you their website if you send me a DM. I love my marketing girlies. Another great, 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 great thing that I'm so happy that I implemented in 2023 was I focused on more sustainable content. And when I say sustainable, I don't mean eco-friendly. I know that's like, they mean the same thing. Sustainable as in this is easy for me. I can continuously do this and it's not like draining me. So I basically started thinking to myself, how can I get the point across in whatever I'm trying to say in the easiest way possible? So I would think of a concept for a piece of content. And instead of making it a giant high production, I have to go out and do a photo shoot and I got to do this, this and that and, you know, do a whole closet full of outfit changes and yada yada. I was like, how can I just make this valuable to the point that I need it to be, but also like easy for me or at least like medium level easy, right? I know that everything can't be like easy, throw it together in 15 seconds type of video, but easy enough that I don't feel every day when I go to create a piece of content that I have to do an entire production. I'm sure, especially, gosh, you fashion creators out there that are doing hauls every single week, multiple times a week. I just 
literally don't know how you're still functioning. Your your house must be a mess because there must be clothes all over the place because cleaning up after these haul videos, I just, I wouldn't have the mental energy capacity to do it after filming the whole haul. Like I just don't, props to you. However, I don't think you need to make your content that hard all the time. Like that's, that's a, a lot of energy and time. And so what can you do to get the point across of the same kind of point you would be saying in that video, but how do you get it across in a way that's going to be easier for you? And I'm not saying throw hauls in the trash and don't do them. I'm just saying not every video needs to be a haul. You need to make it sustainable for yourself or you're going to burn out. Now, when I did this, I have to say, I was really surprised by how great the results were. Like me sharing a video that's like super high production and me sharing a video that's like, a B-roll clip with text over it, literally no difference in the results, in the engagement, literally none. If anything, I actually feel like those videos that were like shorter, easier to create had more views for whatever reason. So this is your note to experiment. Like this is this is me telling you, play around with different type of content. You don't have to stick to the same type of content. See what happens if you change things around a little bit. I know that one other kind of challenge here, if you're listening to this specific bit about more sustainable content is like, oh, well, if I'm a fashion creator who does hauls, like if I'm not creating the same amount of hauls as I normally do, aren't I going to get like less brand deal opportunities? Aren't brands going to look at my page and like not have the same experience and maybe like not reach out to me. I don't think that's true at all. Brands are going to look at your page overall. They're not going to look at one video and be like, this is make it or break it. I think as long as you still have the same uh, intention with your video, you still have the same mission statement and you're you're not doing a crappy job, right? Like I don't want you to be filming like in the dark, you know, like in your bed. That is not good content. Okay, it still needs to be good, but just needs to be easier for you. I'm talking like green screens, B-roll, like talking head videos videos. Make it simple. Brands are still going to reach out to you and you might actually be surprised. Maybe you try one of these types of content. It goes freaking viral. Everyone loves it and you get even more brand deals. But how are you going to know if you don't try? Exactly. And one of the last things that I implemented in 2023 was more CEO time. This was my year of really being like, Kristen, you are a girl. You're a business owner. Like you own a whole ass company. You are the CEO of your company. Okay. Okay, stop acting like a manager and start acting like a founder, like a CEO. And my biggest challenge with actually doing that was I don't have freaking time. (laughs) Like I'm sitting down at my computer every day and I am going through my to-do list. I'm going through the the moves that I do every single day to, to keep this business afloat. I don't have time to do the CEO stuff and think about what I'm gonna do next year and you know, in this quarter and that quarter because I'm so busy just doing the day to day, like what a manager would do. And so maybe. I was a fourth quarter of this year. I said, girl, we're not doing that anymore. And I decided to actually just make small changes. I wasn't going to change my entire business to-do list. Like I knew that wasn't going to be sustainable for me to just be like, no more day-to-day tasks. Let's hand all of them over to someone else. And so I started by making a very small change that you can literally implement right now. You, yes, you 
All you have to do is go in your calendar and look at the time that you're going to start sitting down to do your influencer stuff, your business work. And I want you to 15 minutes before that, put a little block in your calendar that says CEO time. That's all mine is. And what I do is before I start any of my to-do list tasks, I sit down for 15 minutes and I literally set a timer on my phone. And I say, what is something that I can do in this 15 minutes that is going to be like overall picture of my business contribution? not a day-to-day task. So that might be like me, uh, you know, kind of deciding what my marketing plan is going to look like in 2024. Or maybe that is me deciding on a new lead magnet or changes that I want to make to my lead magnet. Maybe that is me looking into conferences that I want to speak at in 2024. There's so many different things you can do here. But what are you doing in your everyday day-to-day tasks? Look at those tasks and ask yourself, is this manager work or is this C? CEO work. Does the the founder of this company need to be working on it? If not, it's not your priority. Realistically, a lot of that day-to-day work, you could be offloading to someone else. For example, you know, in my team, I have a VA who does a lot of those tasks. Yes, there are still some that I like to do myself and that's okay, but I'm still making time in my schedule for my CEO time. Stop looking at the day-to-day as your only priority through the day and look at the full picture. It's your company. No one else is going to be looking at that full picture besides you. And if you're not allowing yourself any room to do that, then no one's looking at it. It's like a baby and someone just left it there. So these are the things that I I found myself doing in 2023 to really like try and make moves in my business. Now, obviously from all of that, I've learned a lot. And so going into 2024, I've got some things, some ideas, some mottos that I'm going to go into the new year with. Okay. Let's talk about them. The first things first, and don't be mad. Don't laugh. Don't judge. It's threads. Okay. I don't think it's dead. I said this earlier in the episode. I actually saw a post from someone very important who said they were on a call with Instagram who mentioned to them that they were going to be doing lots of creator partnerships on threads in 2024. And so you better believe the moment I saw that I opened the threads app for the first time in four months and decided today's the day we're starting. I actually went into my little content calendar and all of my ideas that I have for TikTok, I also transcribed into threads. Threads. Are they still called threads when they're like a multiple chain of messages? You know what I'm talking about? Like how on Twitter they're called threads. What are they called on threads? Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Moral of the story is I'll be posting there. So if you're there, come say what's up. If not, get on there. Mark my words. December 12th, 2023. Threads are not dead. Another great thing here for the new year, I'm going into the year with my offers solid and I'm solely focusing on these without having to create anything new. No new offers. I'm just focusing on these because again, my motto in the past years, if it doesn't sell immediately, we trash it and get rid of it, make something new. I'm not doing that simply because I don't have the mental capacity and energy to do that. So we're going to give these offers time to flourish. Things that you put out there, guys, they're not automatically going to sell out every single time. Sometimes they need work. Sometimes they need you to put them out there, see what goes wrong, fix it, and then do it again, okay? Or change it as as it's still out there. So don't feel like you need to continuously create new things. Create something really great, put it out there, make small tweaks, but let it have its time to do what you want it to do. Be patient. That is a very, very key motto for business owners. 
be patient. It is difficult. I am a very impatient person, so I get it. But you need to be patient. I also will be ideally seeing more passive income in my business. And that's with the offers that I've kind of put together with my marketing company that I'm working with does allow me to focus a lot on my offers that are a little bit more passive because I realistically like I'm, I'm almost 30. Like when you're listening to this, I might be 30. I'm like officially old and I don't want to spend my whole day sitting at the computer. I actually sat at the computer the the whole day, one day last week. And I was like, my butt hurts so bad from sitting in this chair. And I was like, this is proof I'm getting old. And so I personally don't want to have a sore butt all of 2024. So I will not be sitting at this chair for more than like a few hours every day. Okay. The other reason I have dogs and I like spending time with them. I also just started started reading a couple weeks ago, A Court of Thorns and Roses. And if you've read it, you know, all you want to do is sit down on the couch and read it. And that's the phase of my life that I'm in. So more passive income so I can spend basically more times, uh, you know, with my dogs on my couch reading Actar. In the new year, I will also be hiring new perspectives into my business. I actually just today as I'm recording this, hired a beautiful, beautiful new creator, Molly, who's going to be our community manager in social suite. She's a creator I have been friends with for so long, for years now. And she has such great perspective being a creator herself who's very successful, but also being a campaign manager for brands as well. So I'm so excited to have her in social suite. She's going to have so much great advice and tips and tea for you. So if you're in social suite, say hi to Molly. If you're not in social suite yet, what you doing? Why are you not in there yet? Really? What are you doing? And the last thing that I'm planning on doing for the new year in 2024 is continuing to make content easy for me. This was one of the like hardest changes that I made in 2023 was like letting go of the fear of if my content is not super highly produced and like the best piece of content ever that no one will like it and no brands will reach out to me and everything will go downhill. That's just not the reality. That's not what happened for me. And so I will be continuing to make content sustainable for me. The only way you can do something continuously without burning out is for it to be sustainable. So take a hard look at the type of content you're creating and and think every time I go to post this, am I annoyed or frustrated that I have to create it? And if the answer is yes, then you need to take a hard look and make some changes. Happy to help you if you need help looking at that and making those changes. Send me a DM. Let's talk about it. Other than that, freaking happy new year. Happy 2024. Have a great holiday. Have a great new year. I will be celebrating my birthday um, while everything is closed on Christmas. Obviously, you know, eating Chinese food and basically going to the movies because that's all I can do. And I'll be 30, like I said. So it's going to be a whole thing. I will see you guys in the new year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for making 2023 what it was for Social Nate, for Social Scoop. I can't wait to see what's in store for us in the new year. And I hope that you're here to hang out with us there. I'll see you guys next year. Bye.